Greetings and welcome to Worthy Radio. I'm your host, Shannon Yvette. I believe one of the greatest gifts we give ourselves and those we love is the beauty of our own wholeness. When we focus on the inner work of our soul, the outer world will transform. I am honored to be on this sacred and transformative journey with you. So I am so excited. This is Shannon Yvette. Welcome to Worthy Radio. And this is really a special edition that we are doing because I have the amazingly brilliant and anointed Dr. Tama Bryant Davis here with us on today. And I am a person who I'm very selective about who and what I follow and take into my spirit. And I can honestly say that I just turn up on Instagram every day looking for these quotes and this anointed wisdom that you drop and it you know when you're online and somebody just seems to always be right and sync and on time with what your prayers have been or what the meditations of your heart have been that's who you are for me and so we were just actually talking about the very first time that we met was at an event that i did with one of my teaching partners kim Beatty here in Los Angeles, where there was so much healing with the women who were there. Mm -hmm. And even though Dr. Tamer was in the audience and I wasn't even aware of who she was at this point, you know, that she had this international following and this incredible ministry, um, the spirit hit you right in the (laughs) middle of that workshop. (laughs) And you had this look on your face. You were maybe about four rows back. And it was like, I could tell the Holy Spirit was standing up and wanting to speak through you, but you were being reverent and, and, you know, in alignment with everything that was happening that day. And then you just said, you know, I need to say something. And as soon as you spoke, we 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 met God mm. and the whole atmosphere shifted. Mm. And that was such an anointing night, uh, anointed night. And that was really the first time that I connected right. with you. And then we, you know, kept in touch and you came and taught for us on the Esther anointing. Mm-hmm. And then when I thought about all the things I could talk to you about on the podcast, I thought, let me just pull some of my favorite quotes of yours and have you really um, take us deeper and, and some of these thoughts that you're able to condense down in these bite-sized uh, forms for Twitter and for Instagram. So thank you so much for being here. I thank you for Welcome having to Worthy this Radio. space. Worthy, worthy, worthy. <laughs> we are worthy. Yes, and I resonate with all that you're doing in terms of women's ministry. And that night you were doing womb healing. Yes. And I've gone to women's conferences all my life. Mm-hmm. And usually there is no attention to our womb space. Right. And so you... Uh, tap into the needs that are present that have often been overlooked Uh, and then not only the queen series but the worthy series because there is such a deep sense of unworthiness and so I love it I'm glad to be here and you know and 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 it's interesting because both in your professional work um, and in well it's all professional Mm -hmm. because you're a spiritual artist and I'll never forget the first time the word spiritual artist resonated with my soul Um, And then I saw some of your ministry Mm -hmm. with the healing of trauma work through movement, Um, your understanding of our culture and our heritage as a people, Mm -hmm. Um, your credentials where this woman has been on all sorts of, you know, TV shows and and her writing has uh, been celebrated because you are actually a doctor in this work and Mm -hmm. what you do with the mind. And so to bring in the spirit of creativity, the yeah. rootedness and who you are, 
um, the understanding and the discerning of what women are going through and men because mm-hmm. you you work with um, other black therapists and you work with people yeah. across the globe to, to talk to the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so you bring together this fullness and I'm really uh, grateful to talk a little bit deeper about even the few things that we just brought up. Why don't we touch on certain things in the church that we consider taboo, like therapy, like Mm -hmm. the womb, even like self-esteem? These are things that we've been conditioned Mm -hmm. not to uh, speak too much about, but are you seeing something in that way evolve? Sure. And what is the role that you feel um, that you are playing in helping to progress, Mm -hmm. move the conversation forward? Absolutely. I think it really is just lack of knowledge. People Mm -hmm. teach what they know. And after I finished my psychology degree more recently, I did a Master's of Divinity, and it was amazing for me. In that three-year program, there was only one semester that was on, like, pastoral care and counseling. And, you know, there's so much they want to cover, Hebrew and Greek and Old Testament, New Testament, preaching, all this stuff. But one semester that was called Ministry During Times of Crisis, Mm -hmm. and given the interest area of the professor, who was great, it really focused on bereavement and he had lost his uh, wife and shared some really important things about sitting with people in their grief but then there was no room for incest, molestation, domestic violence, Mm -hmm. all the things that people often feel more comfortable going to their pastor about, but often the pastor really has no background in. And so then, you know, they're just not equipped. And they've done some research studies with pastors asking how much, you know, training or education did you get in this? And because the information isn't there, that's when you get those bite-sized answers of submit and pray, you know, trust God, increase your tithing. (laughs) So people give out of their well. Mm -hmm. And once we, uh, I think it's important to be a bridge, those of us who are people of faith and do understand mental health and spiritual health, because they can hear it from us. I think when it's secular people trying to tell them something, they dismiss it because they feel you dismiss their faith. Right. Um, And I'll, you know, just on a a personal note, uh, my brother is a pastor, and uh, years ago, back uh, in my college very well-known pastor. Very well-known pastor. You guys come from such a heritage of that. Yes, a a family of ministers. So uh, Jamal Bryant, he's at New Birth in Atlanta. He was at Empowerment Temple at the time of uh, this particular story. But when I was... uh, a college student, I was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And I, years later, not at the time, but years later, I shared that with him. And it was not long after that in his church that I saw my first ever altar call for sexual assault and abuse survivors. Wow. Right? But it was like by making it real and yeah. giving it understanding, and it's a growth process, right? Because the first time he did it, they came down and prayed. And I said, that's wonderful. And next time, identify some social workers and therapists right, right, who can meet right. with people afterwards. Right. So, you know, when people, often people are receptive to the information if we can connect them to people who know it. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, I want to I have a couple of quotes of yours that I've pulled up. And yet you touch on something that reminds me of a quote that my mother said for years. And I'm sure you you've heard it in the world that you navigate in mm-hmm. is that you're only as sane as your secrets. Mm-hmm. And so I think in so many ways we can hide mm-hmm. um, in religion. Yes, uh, we can hide um, even in our 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 scriptures, our Christianese. Mm-hmm. And it is not. Um, denouncing our faith 
or denying the power of God to utilize the gifts that God has placed around us through the gifts of wisdom um, as it comes to walking out our healing. And, and, you know, recently we've started a series, Jesus and Therapy. Mm -hmm. And uh, with Jesus and Therapy, the only concept in my mind was let's walk the healing out with tools. And like you just said about being educated, what if more pastors and people who worked in ministry Mm -hmm. were educated to understand that just like we have physical needs and we want to know the makeup of the body, the mind itself mm-hmm. is 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 a science too. There's there's something to knowing and understanding the inner workings of who we are, yeah. and being stewards of these body temples that God has given us. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that you are a believer and there's an anointing on you because I've heard you minister. Um, you came on and ministered to us about activating the Esther anointing, the mm-hmm. Old Testament anointing of Esther. Yes, and it, it we were speechless. Mm. And so when you're in this realm of both mental health and the spirit, Mm -hmm. um, are you seeing the stigma heal a little bit? Are you thinking that we still have some? Okay, good. I see major progress. Uh, The pastor I was working with here in L.A. is Reverend Rosalind Brook. Yes. She just moved. Actually, she came to the workshop. Yes. Yes. And it was so beautiful that when she started therapy, she would start saying it from the pulpit. And people had never heard that. It's like, and she's a prayer warrior you for real right. and to say you know I can pray pray heaven down and I go to therapy every week yeah. and that gives people some permission because this whole masking thing of I'm blessed I'm highly favored I'm wonderful I'm fabulous uh, it's not, it's just us looking well but not being well why why do we why do we draw the line between I can pray heaven down mm-hmm. but yes I go to therapy because what makes there what makes us feel like there's not two separate things working? Yeah. I think it is that prosperity gospel. Yeah. Which if I pray hard and love God, I'll always be happy. Yeah. I'll be wealthy. Everything will go my way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a measure of my faith. Right. And so getting into the reality that suffering can coexist with anointing. Right. Right. And that and, and not only that suffering can go coexist with anointing, but um, I can learn about my triggers. I can learn about things that are preconditioned in my history. Yes. You know, because as I go in and cleanse my bloodlines mm-hmm. and go into the courts of heaven and mm-hmm. cast down and, and, and call forth and do all those things, then how do I walk out yes. that demonstration in my family? Mm-hmm. How do I have healthy boundaries? And I think sometimes, um, I think the work that you're doing is so necessary because sometimes some of our one-liner mm-hmm. Christian statements or even uh, statements of belief can hurt somebody yes. even more deeply depending upon where they are. Mm-hmm. Because if you say to a person who's been abused and who hasn't had a sense of power in a center and an anchoring way, oh, you need to forgive. Mm-hmm. Jesus forgave you. It's like, wait a minute. Before right. I forgive, can I work through my anger? Mm-hmm. Can I work through my grief? Yes. Can I work through this holy rage and let it transform me? Or do I have to repress this? Right put on the smile and forgive and then it's it's just below the surface mm-hmm. and you talk a lot about um that kind of trauma and one of the quotes that I pulled is that trauma robs you of clarity about your identity mm-hmm. and so we have people that were saying in Christ be new be yeah. new be new 
But what about the person who has not yet found the 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 the, the strength? They mm-hmm. haven't grown enough in their faith or their development of it to overcome how distorted the identity has become from right. trauma. So when you're working with somebody and you say something like, the more you heal, the more you come home to yourself. This mm-hmm. is one of your quotes. Right. The more you heal, the more you come home to yourself. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yes. It is about authenticity. Mm-hmm. And when you have trauma, especially early trauma, in your childhood is when you're shaping your identity. Mm-hmm. And so if a perpetrator, and unfortunately it's often multiple perpetrators, have come and acted out their stuff on you and rendered you invisible, like they don't really see you, you're just an object for them, uh, then that shapes your idea of, I am here for other people's pleasure. Wow. And this also becomes this church culture and black culture of making children touch people. Mm-hmm. You know, where we say it's rude if you don't hug everybody, even right. if people are making them uncomfortable. So the message becomes your desire and your comfort is less important than other people who want your physical touch. So you, you find yourself saying yes mm-hmm. when you... Don't right. want to, you don't you lose. Yes. It's almost like you lose your right to say no. Absolutely, and yeah. and that's important. That sometimes it's not even at the level of awareness. You yeah. don't even learn to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. You are a people pleaser, you know, because I want to be Christian. And I'm glad you raised that piece about forgiveness because we put pressure on victims to forgive, but there's no conversation about accountability. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I can forgive someone who's not sorry but there can be no reconciliation without repentance right. because it's not safe for me to be around them. Safety. Right? And, and, and being able to say, um, yes, love caused me to forgiveness, but wisdom caused me to boundaries. Mm-hmm. And knowing what feels safe for me and what doesn't, I have a right to determine that. Yes. Not somebody lecturing to me from a pulpit right. or somebody you know, who's memorized a few scriptures mm-hmm. because a lot of times we're basing entire belief systems on knowing a few scriptures yes. and not trusting the interior of our soul that's mm-hmm. saying this doesn't feel right. So I talk a lot about going home mm-hmm. and being able to get home. I've yeah. been through depression mm-hmm. uh, where I felt like I utterly lost my way home. Yes. Um, and then there's a daily practice of being able to go home mm-hmm. and sit with me. What What is that for you when you say Right. Practice going home. What does that mean for you? It is uh, honoring the truth about where you are in the moment mm-hmm. without That's performance yeah. or pretense or the pressure and expectation of what others want from you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we often culturally will hear people say to adults and children, fix your face. Right. Right. And fix your face means I don't want to see your pain. Right. Right. Or or we're, we're taught so much as kids. Mm-hmm. And I think this is definitely cultural. Yeah. I think we're carrying a lot of some of the slave plantation baggage mm-hmm. into our experience because we're also taught to be ashamed of what they will think. Yes. And that original they mm-hmm. was, you know, the oppressor. We can't have them thinking, right. we can't have them knowing our business. We can't mm-hmm. have them thinking this about us. We can't have, and so there's all this secrecy and padding and protection, even, you know, don't cry or right. I'll give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody see you're weak. Don't let people see you have That's needs. Right. And there's this survival way of mm-hmm. living where whatever is truly authentic can get sacrificed right. on that altar of trying to you know survive yeah. and yet we're still in some of those tapes right so being able to sit with yourself mm-hmm. and it's funny because the next quote i pulled 
is with discomfort with authentic intimacy can lead you to pick emotionally unavailable partners being really seen can feel overwhelming mm-hmm. you said that i when we have fractured identity yeah. wounded identity from trauma we're invisible mm-hmm. we don't have psychological visibility we don't have validation mm-hmm. of what we're seeing and sensing we're being told we're too sensitive we're being right. told not to feel mm-hmm. and then we become adults who get into relationships mm. And we choose people that, even though it hurts, mm-hmm. is safe right? because I still de- get to control not being seen. So explain that when mm-hmm. we have, um, why is it overwhelming to be really seen? Because at our core, we feel unworthy. We do. And we don't want it to be detected. Right. So it's like if somebody's going to be like all in me and zoomed in, like, what are they going to see? So I either will distract myself with other people. I'll distract myself with substances. I'll distract myself. You know, so I'm in relationship in performance mode, Mm -hmm. because what if if I was really me, I would be unacceptable. Is that stemming from the fact that I'm unacceptable with me? Mm -hmm. Because have you seen people who kind of say I'm good with me but then they're not in other dynamics or is all that connected it's all connected because even the root of I'm not good with me started with rejection that's true right that root of rejection is so huge and that's why we do the womb healing because Mm -hmm. for so many of us it comes from our same-sex parent as Mm -hmm. women there's a lot of mother wounding that's happened and father rejection um, where when we talk about the spirit of adoption with God adopting us that's a very real thing because mm-hmm. when that when that rejection happens young, right. it does feel like it causes you to question your very identity. Mm-hmm. What do you see the identity as? I see the identity as uh, holistic. It's your mind, your body, your soul, your heart. And Howard Thurman has this quote that says, "I love him." Isn't he fabulous? Oh Everybody, go read him. Please read him. Like po- I, I should have known. This woman is a poet, <laughs> right? Yes, his right. just his reflections are so uh, amazing. Beautiful. beautiful. He has one quote where he says, um, "Do the thing that makes your soul come alive, because there are too few people who are alive." Right. So that aliveness is the home. And many of us are on in burnout, not because we're doing too much, but too little of what feeds us. Wow. Right. So I'll talk to people who are at dead end jobs and they're like, I'll only have 15 years till retirement. I'm like, do you understand how long that is? Right. Right? Or in these relationships where they have equated uh, long suffering Mm with success. Right. Right. So you just get credit for endurance, even though you're dying. Right. So uh, all of those things are taking us away from our joy. Mm. And many people believe that's not even possible because we were often raised by parents who did not have what I would say is the luxury of of healing. Right. Right. They were in survival mode. Exactly. And and they They weren't sitting around saying, I felt unworthy today. Or how are you feeling with your emotional? Yeah, they didn't. Right. No time time for that. that, You know, we got to get things done. (laughs) Right. But I will say that way of living has its cost. And many of us could say how that showed up in their parenting, how that showed up in their eating when we look in our community and all these physical ailments and issues. Um, And so giving yourself perhaps what your mother or father didn't have, and that is space to heal. Hmm. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is that 
this still honors the truth of, for those of us who are people of faith, this honors that because one of my favorite scripture principles is they who worship me must mm-hmm. worship me in spirit and yes. in truth. And so David was so like passionate and raw when he was angry, you know, he was angry when he was on fire, he was on fire. There was a there was a truth and an authenticity to his experience and all of us are going to go through all of those things. Yeah. And sometimes the very way we hide from people we hide from God. Sometimes the very way we perform Mm -hmm. for love, we get into religious environments and we find ourselves under this yoke of perfectionism, afraid of exposure, fear Mm -hmm. of humiliation, performing and jumping through hoops to get something from a God that we already have been given everything, Mm -hmm. but we teach this separateness and so we feel like we have to go and earn and hustle after something that's already ours. But It's hard when we don't acknowledge the pain. So I only have two more quotes. Mm -hmm. This one I really love because I think here's where we kind of go this line too. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. And then one of your uh, quotes on Twitter that caught my eye said, sometimes the pain of today gets multiplied by the unacknowledged pain of yesterday. Mm -hmm. Pay attention when the impact seems not to match the moment. Yes. So when the when something triggers me mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and it could be an overreaction or right. like, whoa, where did that come mm-hmm. from? That is the repressing of the truth in some kind of way. Yes. So then how do you balance, I'm new, I have a new identity, mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. is all I have, mm-hmm. with being able to sit with and acknowledge your experience? Because yeah. to me that's honorable. Right. To, and it's dignity to yes. acknowledge the fullness of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know. So how do you balance those two being able to process through the pain of the past um, but then standing in your newness. Right. So I would say the distinction between getting busy and getting healed, right? Mm. So I can get busy in the present. And a lot of people don't see the woundedness of that. Like if you have addiction or you're depressed, people see it. But if you are successful busy. and productive and busy, right. that looks that healed, hide. right? That can hide a and lot. you can trick yourself right. and say, like, I'm just doing, I'm just doing. Until, until something shuts you right. down. Shut and if you have to sit with yourself and you're like, oh, this is here. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not over it. Right. So to say to myself, did I just close the door on it or did I actually work through it? Wow. Right. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, one of the things I say to clients is not everything is drama worthy. Mm-hmm. Right. So when something happens, you want to ask yourself, like, give it a score one to ten. Right. Because if you respond to everything at level ten, it, it won't. One, you can't live like that. Yeah. And two, nobody will take you seriously. That's right. True. So a simple example with parenting growing up, my mom was a yeller. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where, like, it meant nothing because she's going to yell every day. It was right? like, like the Charlie Brown parents. <laughs> right, like, right, 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 right. Yes. <laughs> Whereas my dad, he was about calm. He's calm. But, like, if you really took it there, then you're going to see him elevate, right? And then you know, like, I've really messed up. Right. So we want to think about even in our relationships with our kids and romantic relationships, are you going at level 10 for every little thing? Yeah. It will end up being meaningless. Right. Yeah, so it's like we 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 have to know which mountains we're gonna mm-hmm. fight for. You yes. can't fight for everything. And and like you said, when we're bringing a lot and we're putting extra meaning and extra mm-hmm. layers, and even 
our insecurities are informing the accusatory right. be you know thought of somebody else mm-hmm. oh they did that because of this right uh, we are casting sometimes on other people what we haven't been able to look at in ourselves mm-hmm. and I think Jesus really broke that down right. he was like oh you see something with them mm. check that check that That's plank right. in your eye because whenever I identify something in a neighbor mm-hmm. um, it may be a good in, in, indicator that there's something unhealed in me and that person is that mirror to that mm-hmm. you know and so I think functioning with self-awareness really is a part of of a healthy walk with God. I think we've been taught to disconnect the self, Mm -hmm. to diminish the self, to die to the self, and then we negate the part of self that's necessary Mm -hmm. to navigate through the human experience, right? right? And so you're giving people emotional intelligence and tying it into the spirit. So this Mm -hmm. this last one Mm -hmm. that I wanted to bring up, um, because we're doing a, a whole series with dealing with trauma, um, and the doctor that I'm working with said that trauma is anything that overwhelms the system. Mm-hmm. So I love that explanation. Like this has overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in the beauty in what you're doing and the beauty in this kind of work that we're doing is that we're giving people permission. Sometimes we need permission, right? right? Yeah. We're giving people permission to say, no, this this is beyond my threshold. Mm-hmm. You know, this I, I, I'm I'm already here at capacity. Yeah. So let me fall back. I can't be around my triggers until I'm stronger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to fall back from this into so we're giving people permission to really walk out the path of their faith. Yes. Um, not in a real way, but just sometimes we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace and it's we see that. So important. When we have this idea of being superwoman or superman, it is a setup to crumble. Yeah. And I had to discover the gift of acknowledging brokenness. Yeah. Because from a psychological or spiritual perspective, we think about empowerment and growth and thriving. But what that does is we hold on to the script, I got it, right? I got it, I yeah. got it, I got it. And you're in an outrageous situation acting like it's normal. Right. We're accepting things that are unacceptable because I'm strong. I'm prayed up. I fasted. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And God is waiting for us to get to the place to say, I don't have it. I can't. There's such a beauty to me in the vulnerability of saying this hurts Mm -hmm. or I feel afraid. So I think even strength is is revealed through vulnerability, Mm -hmm. through the ability to sit with what is not feeling right in the moment right. and to give yourself permission to feel that's it so and this last one is about childhood trauma and sir, I, I love this quote mm-hmm. i really do it says childhood trauma can lead to an adulthood spent in survival mode mm-hmm. in survival mode and you said it's a blessing to shift from surviving to thriving it's not simple, right? but there's more than survival. Mm-hmm. I remember one year my mother came to me and I was in a very difficult place mm-hmm. in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And she sat down and she didn't say much mm-hmm. about my marriage yeah. um, or about anything really at that time because I had those boundaries up like leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she said, Shannon, she said, no woman is meant to endure survival mode for this long of a period of time. Mm -hmm. She's like survival mode at most, you know, we get through something tough, we return back to life. But what is happening when we're actually conditioned and we're living in a day-to-day basis in survival mode from, like you said, Mm -hmm. unhealed trauma 
You don't get to plant roots. You don't get to trust. You don't let joy in. Yeah. What is this transformation? Um, mm-hmm. If you could just give, leave us with one thing, how do we begin the transformation from survival mm-hmm. and holding our breath and you know being in this tense state right. to allowing and receiving and to letting you know trusting mm-hmm. that we can live and be blessed and prosper and get out of survival and into thriving yes. what is that transformation mm-hmm. process sure so the big piece with survival mode is it robs you from momentary joy mm-hmm. so that even if things are going well I'm still a full-time worrier. I'm still panicking because if it if it's going well, someone's going to take it. If right. it goes well, then they're going to leave. Waiting for them to shoot a drop. We're always waiting. Yeah. So in that life, there is no joy, mm-hmm. right? There is no peace. I'm always waiting for emergency. So with us being near this Easter season, I'll say a good parallel is the difference between resurrection and ascension, mm-hmm. right? So Jesus rose from the dead. And he could have left it at that. So that's like the recovery or I got up. Like this thing didn't kill me, I'm back. Right, right? I survived it. I survived it. Mm -hmm. But then he did ascension, which was to go even higher than he was before. So in psychology, we call that post-traumatic growth. And Eve Ensler, who does the vagina monologue. We don't talk enough about that. Right. I hear so much growth. about post-traumatic stress. Yes. Post-traumatic growth. Mm-hmm. I love that. Growing in wisdom, growing in relationships, growing in our faith, growing in our wow. understanding of ourselves. So you will never be who you were before. Never. But how can I be even more than I was? And when you do that, you have to be careful not to give the credit to the trauma you give it to yourself and to God. Because some people will say things like, the rape made me wise. Oh, I the ch- love I'm that. glad Don't I was. credit yeah, to the trauma. The trauma didn't make you great. Right? Because what? Because it could happen to two people. Yes. And one person can go down one mm-hmm. road and the other person goes down right. another. But the trauma was the same. Yes. So yeah. it wasn't that. It was something in mm-hmm. that person's spirit and their connection to yes. source. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Right? So that we can grow beyond so it's taking the risk of imagining what i've never had you Mm -hmm. know like can like could because people believe it exists because they see it for other people but can i imagine that i could have that for me and that makes you vulnerable too yeah right you know the risk in survival mode you're holding it together Mm -hmm. when you thrive you have to start to let other things in right and that for a person who has been through disappointment Mm -hmm. and pain that's scary too absolutely to let other things in i love that can you envision what did mm-hmm. you say can you imagine a life you have never lived before so that's our soul work for today mm-hmm. i love that can can you imagine a life that you've never lived before mm-hmm. beyond your immediate uh, ability yeah beyond what you can immediately control i just want you to sit with your journal and just imagine a life whether it be with love whether it be with your calling But allow the Holy Spirit and your own spirit to dream through you in a way that expands you beyond the survival. So um, I wish we had longer. (laughs) We have to do this again because I would love to talk more about this post-traumatic growth. I love that concept. Mm -hmm. I think today, um, really, the, the, the thing that resonates with me is you're a woman who is sitting and you're and you're comfortable and owning your space. Yeah. I can tell you're at home. Mm-hmm. I can Thank tell you. you're at home. Thank you. you and can, it's a you, journey. You, you can tell when somebody walks in the room right. if, if they're seated in their own soul. Mm-hmm. 
And so the, mm. the beauty of that is really what I want all of us to know how to do is to yeah. get back home and then to be at peace at home. Mm-hmm. Whether it feels good in that moment or right. not, it, it, at least I'm home. And I yes. know that there's some, there's some safe things here for me right. because I'm connected to my source and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm at peace with myself. Absolutely. That's the best gift yeah. that I can give to everybody in my life mm-hmm. is to be at peace with me and, and my God. Right. So, that flows into everything. So thank you, Dr. Tama. Oh, this is thank amazing. thank you for having me. I'm so I love excited. It. And I'm going to um, let everybody know how they can connect with you through okay. what I post. But tell mm-hmm. them how they You guys sure. have got to get on Instagram and follow mm. Dr. Tama's account. I'm telling you, every morning when I wake up, I go on and I'm like, all right, Lord. <laughs> and then Twitter, too. Yes. And then you have a book of quotes. Mm-hmm. And so just beautiful the way you're able to consolidate these years of wisdom and practice into these thoughts that don't feel incomplete Mm -hmm. they feel complete like if i just meditate on this Mm -hmm. today and let the holy spirit inform me all is well so how can they get with you on instagram so on instagram it's dr tama dr period t-h-e-m-a on twitter it's dr tama with no period in it uh, on Facebook, it's Tama Bryant Davis, and my website is drtama.com, D-R-T-H-E-M-A. On that, make sure you sign up for my email list, and I can let you know when I'm coming close to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, so and blessings to you. You need it. <sighs> God bless you guys. We'll see you next time on Worthy Radio. Thank you for joining me today on Worthy Radio. Please feel free to visit us online at shannonyvette.com. My prayer is that you continue to come up higher in personal worthiness and intimacy with God in order to flourish in life and flourish in love.